Well, speaking of having trod the boards, our next guest has spent much time in theatres. This year, road tax were thrown into the path of Tour de France riders to much cyclist concern. And then, last month, thumbtacks started appearing in bike lanes in Pornicky in Wellington. And you might have heard about artist and keen cyclist Marcus McShane's reaction. He attached a broom to the front of his cargo bike to sweep them away so he could have a puncture-free commute. But doing unusual things on a bike have actually been a big part for a long time of this artist and writer and lighting designer's practice, um, a way of exploring a more sustainable, human-powered way to create art. Marcus is also well known for his theatre lighting design work. His latest show has just opened at Circa Theatre, which is the Christmas pantomime Treasure Island. But today we're going to stay with bikes, and um, I'm welcoming Marcus to this show. Kia ora, Marcus. Kia ora. Um, How many bikes have you got? Oh, that's a that's a great question. Um, I think maybe depends where you know. There's you there's like a formula. You always need one more bike than you. It's a simple question. (laughs) It's not. It's a simple. I think fourteen maybe right now. Fourteen. But that's spread between me and my partner. And you know, you have a basic need for three each. Um, doesn't sound very sustainable to me. It doesn't sound that sustainable. After a time, you go well. These take (laughs) up more space than a car, don't they? And you spend more time working on them. And of the 14, I think there's probably about six or eight that are rideable at any one time and other ones that I'm tinkering with. I used to be a bike mechanic a long time ago. So, um, yes, the attic is perpetually um, partly full of um, bits of lovely old bicycles that occasionally I'll pull out and do some work on. I, I saw I this done. remarkable bike collection once. I was shown in, in Hastings. Mm. I don't know if you know this chap. He runs an old second-hand bookshop. I forget his name. Actually, I do know this Somebody chap. is going to write in, I hope, and tell us. Oh, I've, I've been to that bookshop, and the bikes are beautiful. They're sort of, it's Yes, they're, 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 he's just an amazing curator of some vintage Italian steel, that man. Oh, well, yeah. so hopefully someone will come back to us on that. But just going back to your broom on your bike escapade this year, it got a a lot of attention and I wondered as a sort of we use that word artivist for activist, <laughs> yes, artist coming so. to as a cycling artivist. Did you I mean was that part of it? Was that part of your cutting plan that you would that you know it wasn't actually that much about you having a puncture free trip to no, town. It was, it was more, actually it was about you getting attention for cycling. Well no it was more actually that I, I was halfway through making something on that big cargo bike anyway, which is um launching well a test version of which is launching next week. So I um I had the bike in pieces with all sorts of parts around it, um, in the workshop and then had 15 minutes before I had to be in a meeting in town because I got all ready and realised I got the time wrong. Yeah. And I'd also broken a broom the day before, so I had a broom head lying there and just ended up making with some long bits of wood a sort of very hokey version of something for fun to see if it would actually... I was just thinking if I'm going into town on this and I do get a puncture um, on one of the bike lanes, it'd be quite nice to have something that, you know, defends my front tyre against it and sweeps the tacks. So you weren't trying to get media attention? Not really. Um, I was quite, I was, I was in a silly mood. I was quite surprised that it actually worked first time out. And um, I was a little bit nervous that I'd run into a jutter bump and impale myself on the far end of the room. <laughs> so it's like, you know, so I then made a second version of it that was a bit safer. Um, is, is, I mean, this, is this how you're up? Pro, you you really are a bit of an inventor, innovator in in the arts. Is this kind of how ideas happen? Uh, I think I think I see a lot of um, I don't know. I think doing a lot of design work, um, and I'm a real tinkerer. I kind of I see life as a series of funny problems to be solved, and I think a lot of art is um, that I make particularly are sort of elegant solutions to problems that don't really exist. Wow, so yeah. you know, it's quite funny. It's quite fun to. Um, to try and solve a problem and to sort of set yourself an improbable problem and then go around and try and find a sort of a strange solution to it. Well, 
this next work seems to be one for me because part of me kind of goes, why would you? So it's called Vela Sine. Do uh, we see that how we yeah, say it? You're one of the, you're possibly the very first person who's pronounced it correctly. People have been, it's called, um, it's That's a working job. title as well. It's definitely just a test piece at the moment. Um uh, it's Velocine, yes, because that's drawn from Velo Bicycle and Film, so Velocine. But everyone has, I've been talking to has been calling it Velocine, and I think it's developed that name now. I think it's owned its own sort of pronunciation slightly, but I'm, I quite like Velocine. It sounds like a sort of... Did, like did you a, make it up? I, I mean, I did look it up. Of course, I Googled I, I it. I made it up, and then I Googled it, and I've, I've seen that some other people have used versions of it before because it's a pretty, a pretty normal association, I Yeah. Think. Of those two things. Anyway, so something. biking and cinema. What Bike, are you? What, what are you? What, what are you trying out? Um, we're putting a couple of um, very large projectors on a huge cargo bike that I have, um, and a sort of special sort of shock absorbent mounting that I've made on it. Is it like bigger than most cargo bikes? Oh, no, cargo bikes are pretty large. It's, there's there's yeah. bigger ones out there, but I'm definitely pushing the abilities of what this thing can do. Um, and then um, we're projecting onto the second and third floors of buildings that I'm cycling past in a loop around the central city. So um, the ground floor where people are, you won't get a projection, project and lighting in your eyes or anything, but the second and third floor, we're kind of like mapping animations and bits of poetry and things on it as we're riding past. And that's time-coded to the speed of the bike so that as we go forwards, they go backwards and it sits in the same place. So oh, come on, let, oh, let's hold on there. things that oh. goes past. Can you, can you break that down a little bit? Because uh-huh. that's, that's slightly doing my head in. How, how is the film synced well, in with the bike? Well, what happens is I've got a, a speed. Um, it's through QLab and I've got a speed that I should try and ride at, which it's um, all um, this film... Each piece of film and each piece of animation scrolls at the right speed so that it goes backwards as I go forwards. So it stays roughly in the same place on the buildings and just fades in and out. Oh, of course, because so you, you, you need building. it. So, so, gosh, so the film is created to the architecture. That some it's not credited to the architecture particularly because that would require um a lot more time and mapping than we're doing at this stage. It's just testing it, but the film is designed to work with the architecture and explore it slightly. So and some of it is very very simple. So, so it's responding to the architecture. Yeah, I think so. Or just responding to how we feel about. Can it. Can you give really. us an example? Um, uh, one of the things we're trying to make is a um especially because we're going around the Cuba Street region, we're sort of thinking about like um endemic New Zealand birds. Mm. and local things and then we just sort of thought about it and we thought pigeons are probably the most <laughs> normal thing around there so there's one that's just a giant sort of two or three story tall pigeon that stomps along looking grumpily on its <laughs> silly little bird feet as if it can't fly and then there's a kind of response to that a more fun one is there's a um a big toro a big albatross that sort of swoops along and soars along the building facades as well and some flocks of birds. We've got like um, ivy and vines that grow along the buildings and fade as they go past as well. Mm. And also um, a whole lot of sections of little bits of poetry we're trying as well, which are kind of responding to the urban environment. Who's, so, whose poetry is it? Oh, I, I still, we haven't quite figured out the final version yet. There's three or four pieces we want to try. We mm. only actually worked out, strangely, um, uh, earlier this week that we can only project poetry on one side. As we go, because if you project it on the other side, you'll invert either the words will flow backwards or the words are inside out. So you can only actually, if you want to read it as it goes and run it in the right direction as you go forwards, 
rather mm. than having the poems run backwards. You can only project on our left hand side, which was that's very funny. There's a whole lot of very strange things. But like but otherwise, is it going to be like you? It's going to be on both sides. Well, we're thinking about both we're both sides. We're going to do a test run with one side and then a test run with both sides ah. because we get a lot longer off our battery supply with the big projectors if we only use one projector at a time. So. But yeah, the so uh, presumably the, the the projectors and the computer you're running it off. That's all. It's all cycle powered. Um, well, no, we've got a big lithium ion battery we're carrying as well because it's um ah. it's about two kilowatts they draw all up, which is probably I think that would be twenty people cycling at once. You'd need to drive that. I have thought of what we could do is charge it off the bikes to make it entirely cycle powered. But that would mean you'd for each time you did a a run of the work, you'd need to spend kind of a week carefully charging it. Sitting on a um, sitting on an exercise, basically. My 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 brother-in-law Ben um, Kilderty Ben mentioned that he we were just talking about the word cadence that you talk about this the you know the the, the, the speed the, your pedals the speed it. your pedals it's a beautiful idea because it relates cycling to music to me you know and I think of cadence as a musical turn is, is there a most is there a particular efficient cadence? Yeah, it depends what sort of cycling you're doing. Normally, um, about for like touring, it's about um, sixty rotations per minute, about one pedal stroke a second. But the different different cyclists, it's all about the size of your body and the size the sort of cycling you're doing. But yeah, normally between fifty and seventy is your ideal cadence. But sixty mm. is like the cruising speed. Now, I'd like to talk a little bit, just touch on some of the previous works you've done with bikes, um, and particularly Nag. Uh, yeah, Nag is um, another example of something that I've named quite badly, where it's like, you know, it's had a working title, and then the working title has just grown to the point where um, it's it's evolved into the working title, and I can't get away from that. Well, you've taken this all over the country, and I think you've powered all sorts of things using bikes as mm-hmm. part of the work, yes? How does it work? It's a, basically a cycle, a it, bike powered artist studio? It's exactly what it is. It's a bicycle powered artist studio that's entirely built out of recycled materials. So it's um uh the their bikes actually drive old washing machines which have been rewired slightly so they output power. And then it also they also direct drive a record player so you run all your music and your laptops and your printers and your Wi Fi and anything <laughs> you need, anything you require for the form of art you're making. Like um I think one of the funniest versions I've done with it was working um uh, a series of invited guest artists coming and working with it in the performance arcade a few years ago, and we had someone come along, um, Marie, who's a potter, a ceramic artist. Yes. And so we built her a sort of battery, well, b- pedal-powered potting wheel. Oh, perfect. Which just turned into a chaos. There was little bits of clay flying everywhere. It was hard to get the speed right, and it was... Uh, she was laughing when using it. We ended up making some very mishappened things. Um, <laughs> um and that led to the book factory, which was one of the little residencies there with Five Ever Press. So, and I think Nag now is really the centerpiece of like this larger work, which have, we've done five or six versions of, and it's an entirely mm. human-powered publishing house, where the um, it's quite anarchist, where the, the audience sort of come for a night and you know wander in and spend you know twenty minutes with us or four or five hours as they do sometimes. That's like, amazing. Hey, like just so we know, things. speaking of publishing, Adrian Thornton is the name of the owner of the Little Red Bookshop in Hastings, who has oh, the amazing cycle. Oh, excellent! Yes, that's at Little Red Bookshop. Just before we go, just quickly, I wanted to ask you uh, about another project that you've got with the Urban Dream Broker, who you're doing the Velocini thing with. Uh, it's a recycling centre that's going to be happening. Yeah, it's uh, the Poneki Performance Library that I've been working on for a little while getting up and running with uh, Barbarian Productions and with a theatre company called Trick of the Light and we're all very interested in um, making the arts more sustainable but Mm. the arts are kind of 
tremendously, you know, even even the quite well-funded arts sometimes are very kind of like, oh, there's only instant coffee. It's quite hand-to-mouth. And you tend to, like, want to... Um, you tend to want... You make something, no one can store it. You tend to rebuild the same things often for theatre shows every six months and then throw them away, which is terrible. So um, we're trying to create a a set library, a place to store and recycle. Wonderful. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you for joining us today. It's been wonderful having a chat. Uh, You're on Culture 101. Um, Yeah, coming up after the news, we've got the arts news. Thanks for joining us.